Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. You've got exactly ten minutes to decide if you really want to know. You have built this city. Let's face it, this is not the worst thing you've done today. Based on fiction. Okay, welcome back to the long-awaited return of Wrestling with Randy. I am your host, Evan, joined by always, well, Evan, the third host, joined always by the the main attraction of this show, Randy. What's going on, bro? What's happening, man? Nah, well, not much for us, but we wanted to kind of uh, hop on real quick to talk about all of the craziness that's been happening with the WWE since the last time that we uh, did like a wrestling Randy. Um, I think I read something that they've released about 107 employees this year. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. I think that's counting office employees. I think yeah. Almost 80 some wrestlers. Somewhere in there. I think. And yeah. And they've, as we record this a few days ago, uh, they just released another batch for the second time this month. We've had two big releases. Like the first, this, this past time, I think it was 10 superstars, quote unquote, or as yeah, I call I them, wrestlers. And then, uh, earlier this month, it was probably like also like maybe closer to 17 or 20. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a lot of them right now. It's like everybody. Yeah. They're really starting, they're really thinning out the roster there. Um, it's thinning out to the point where I feel like, so these people can have breaks and not get burnt out. Uh huh. They might as well just do it like Lucha Underground or like, uh, the show that Shannon Lee hosted in the early 90s with the fake Karate Warriors to have seasons. <laughs> <laughs> have seasons of it? Shoot. Well, what was the name of that show? With us, it has a. Um, I know what show you're talking about. Yeah, she Were was they a host for the for the for the dragon ring or something. Or yeah. am I thinking of a different show? I think you're right. Um, it came out at the same time, and this ties into WWE too, because at the time they weren't uh, pushing as hard. It came <laughs> out at the same time as that. Karate Fighters, Rock'em, Shock'em, Rock'em, Sock'em, Robot spinoff thing from the 90s. Oh, so, so in my kids... Kaiju, Kaiju, Kaiju Big Battle. Is that what it was called? That's what the Rock'em, Sock'em, like, robot one, like, in form was. Where they're all, like, battling in a city. No, 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 no. This was... This was literally called Karate Fighters, because, like, I had it as a kid. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I know Karate Fighters. And like tsunami and a whole bunch of other ones yes, like that. and like the WWF had like a a tournament that I think Sunny was winning, but then she got fired or some shit. So like they gave it to uh fucking the King Jared the King Lauren. But let but let me quickly look up that Shannon Lee show because it was so fake. And as oh. we all know, wrestling is predetermined. At this point, just give these people time off because. All ten of the wrestlers 
per roster are going to have to wrestle all the time. Yep. So, just two seasons, because they, they don't want, from what reports have said, they don't want this to be, oh, this person's popular, this person's popular. They don't want to have any big names besides maybe like um, Bianca Belair, some of the other women, and, 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 and like a New Day. People and, that they, yeah, people that they push. But even besides that, uh, I think what rumors have reported that they just wanted to be the WWE as the name and not any, not very many individual wrestlers. So they want their name WWE to be the selling point yeah. on top of it, on top of everything else. And, and, and that's what it seems like they're trying to do. I'm not sure how successful it's going to be, but yeah, they want the, the brand to be the main attraction. Yes. Just one person. But it, it, it's after you build around one person, that person leaves. Right. Your John Cena, your Rocks, your Stone Cold Steve Austin. Exactly, exactly. Um, okay, and that show was called WMAC Masters. Yes, I'm not sure what a WMAC White Mac. Uh, it's like World World Martial Arts Champions. Champions. Championship. It's champions yeah. and their masters apparently. Yeah. And two seasons. There was like evil, there was evil dudes and. Like one of the good guys. Yep. It was essentially a wrestling, but it was the fights weren't as as well choreographed. But anyway, yeah, um, it was so Saturday morning. Yep. Remember they had like a huge pit there to knock out the first. Yeah, they did have a huge pit. <laughs> but is that streaming anywhere yet? I'm going to watch it. see. That's a good question. Um, and it's. As right as of right now, it's owned by Four Kids Entertainment. Yeah, so like it, it might be they they might even have their own streaming network. Uh, Four Kids. Let's see. W Mac Masters. Um, and it's to the point where Vince is, Vince has said for years he doesn't consider what he does, um, pro wrestling. He considered it sports entertainment. So my question to you is, with everything that's going on, and with and with what Vince is saying with his uh his wallet, should the WWE even be something that a professional wrestler wants to go and do and join? That's tough right now because there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff outside WWE. Obviously, WWE is still like the biggest name in wrestling as far as shows. And- like, that's why they won't go to a season thing, because USA pays them huge money for their show. Mm. Same thing with, same thing with Fox. They got USA money and Fox money. So they're getting paid very well for their, their show and their content. I'm not sure what their deal is with the cock, <laughs> or the peacock. Um, but I'm sure they're getting a lot of exclusive content on there as well. But, that, that's why you won't see them do like a a seasons show because they're getting paid way too much for the um, for the weekly content. Hmm. Now, I have no idea what the hell's going on because obviously they're not doing as much touring as they did before. Right. And from what I'm seeing, some of the touring shows coming up are dual branded shows, like secret shows. Um. You have competition from AEW that'll pick up wrestlers. 
Yep. But, and they're, I mean, they have people almost asking for releases to go over there because they feel like they have more, more leeway over there. And that they'll actually be used as wrestlers. Because like I said, uh, he, he's definitely leaning into the sports entertainment. Like um, uh, like Daniel Bryan, who let his contract lapse, said he came to AEW because he won, cause he's a professional wrestler. So when he said that, it was definitely not him, not, not a fuck you per se, but saying that he won't want to clarify his stance. He says that he doesn't want to be known as a sports entertainer. He's a professional wrestler. He's a wrestler. Yep. Yep. Um, I don't know if you saw Drake Maverick came, came out with a video of the day of his release. And last year, I got him his job back. Right, exactly. But, but, but this year, it was, uh, it was a little different. He's basically talking to himself like, no, we did this shit last year. He's like, here's the thing. I became the business to become a professional wrestler. You can't fire me from being a professional wrestler. I have lots of opportunities to be a wrestler. If I can get booked. So that's kind of where a lot of these guys are looking right now. Just because there are options. I mean, aside from Ring of Honor, which we don't know what's going on with them right now. Right. Because they're, they're taking their hiatus. And a lot of their contract with superstars can go pretty much where they want. Um, the, I mean, AEW obviously is a different home for people right now. And that's opened up a lot of opportunities for your Daniel Bryan's, for your CM Punk's, um, Eddie Kingston, like all those different kinds of guys. Um, and obviously we'll see, probably see some more WWE guys show up there eventually. Um, GCW, Game Changer Wrestling, that's making some waves around the independent circuit. Yep, because of Matt Cardona. I've seen a lot more people talking about that. Yeah, Matt Cardona, John Moxley mm-hmm. was right, was the champ there too. So, I mean, you're only seeing a lot of different promotions kind of pop up and get more notoriety. It now, gives more people more places to work, so it's not bad. True, uh, it gives them more places to work, but can it really uh, sustain these people financially? Besides AEW, who I think is going to have to keep stop quick hiring everybody because they don't like. They're running into what I would say is a WCW problem. They don't have that much money to keep paying all these people. So, can any of these other places afford to have all these wrestlers? That's the thing. I mean, it'd be like a per night basis, honestly, for yes. a lot of these promotions. Uh, and same thing, like New, New Japan, once COVID kind of lays off. I mean, I'm sure you'll see a lot of wrestlers going to Japan, too. True. Uh, a lot more. That's where uh, the wrestler formerly known as Buddy Murphy went. Yeah. yeah you went there? I mean, uh, AEW's been bringing in some New Japan guys, which they have a working relationship with. I know Brian Danielson. One of his things working with, uh, if he would have stayed with WWE, they gave him the okay to work in Japan. Mm-hmm. That was one of the conditions of his contract. That's how much they wanted to keep him. Is where they were going to allow him to do other things outside wrestling. Um, at least that's how the story goes. That from what I've read. Um, yeah, the 
history uh, of having good professional wrestlers out there. But the bad thing is there just isn't enough places for them to go and to make an actual living. Because um, no one's going to pay you like the WWE besides maybe AEW, but like we were saying, they can't take everybody. So, um, but if you're able to breathe the rarefied air of, say, a person like an EC3 or, say, a person like a, uh, a Matt Cardona to where you can build your brand through these other uh, federations and be able to sell your own merch and be able like, to have your own calling, have your own shows, then it's possible. But I don't think that everyone can do that because there aren't very many people that are doing that. Oh, and NWA is one too. That's yes. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Uh, the lead singer, Smashing Pumpkins. Billy Corgan mm-hmm. is heading uh, that one up. So there's lots of different places to, to go work right now, but you're seeing a lot more, a lot of WWE wrestlers I think, previously had asked for the releases. Mm-hmm. Um, but they didn't receive them because uh, WWE was at the point where, because AEW had, gone, had TV time, which was huge for wrestling organizations, especially on a cable network like TNT. That was, that was a big deal. Uh, so they stacked up as much talent as they could. Like, they just stacked and stacked and stacked. Um, so now we're kind of seeing the cutaways from that. And I think it's going to be more of a common thing now, not just, you know, what they used to have once a year and just release everybody. I think you're going to see more people being released like every few months. Yes. Keep the books down. I mean, how much money are they trying to save? I don't know. They're not making that uh, live event money like they used to. True, because like that was a huge part of of the revenue. So, yes, like yeah. I can see that. Big, they're not getting pay per view buys like they used to because everything's on uh, the cock. <laughs> and that's what Jim Jim Cornette calls it the cock. Doesn't his podcast lately? <laughs> And I was watching it, and I'm like, yeah. It's a terrible experience watching it on the couch. <laughs> and why do they even still call them pay-per-views? Still, like that showdown show they had? Mm-hmm. I believe you could buy that, like the, the Saudi Arabia show. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure it was available on pay-per-view to buy. And I think a lot of their shows still are available on pay-per-view to buy. It's just, I don't know, the last pay-per-view I bought was not a WWE pay-per-view. Right. Just because I have Peacock. I, I bought the AEW all-out pay-per-view, which, and that was the last pay-per-view I paid money for, which is probably one of the best pay per 
Bro, I would say that um, since I've been back in wrestling, so 2018-19, uh, it's definitely the best, I would say it's the best pay-per-view or special I've seen that entire time. And, um, yeah. Now, what do you think about people saying that CM Punk had all this hype, but he isn't able to get the asses in seats? He's not able to actually actually move the proverbial needle. I'd say, give it some time. Obviously, his first debut, that popped a huge rating for... Their time slot for Rampage was, I think it was the, high, the highest rated Rampage they had at that point. And it's a 10 o'clock kind of Friday night. They're not going to move the needle that much, but they've moved it enough. Um, I think CM Punk has definitely brought something different to that show. It's, I, I tend to turn into it more knowing that he's got, because he has a great promo. The promo between him and Eddie Kingston was fantastic. I don't know if you watched yeah. like last week's where it was him and MGF. Oh, MGF yeah. just kind of went off, uh-huh. and Punk said nothing. And that's all people took. It was amazing. Um, This may be a, an unpopular opinion, but uh, I was completely on Eddie Kingston's side of that whole shit, because from oh, yeah. what I've been seeing of Punk, Punk is a smug asshole. And and he's pretty condescending too. Oh yeah. So I can definitely see him saying shit to fucking Kingston that wasn't really his place to say, but he thinks that he's a fucking leader of every fucking locker room that he's in. And I think that he needs to be a heel, but that's really only because I don't like him. <laughs> he's at, he's kind of at his best. People... Same thing with uh, Brian Davis. Brian Davis, you can see how he switched right away. Yeah, because um, he he won his tournament, and um, we don't know if uh, John Moxley was supposed to win it before he went into rehab. So uh, they can't, and, and like they're trying to have Heyman Page or the third a male cousin. Um. They're trying to have him be like this white meat baby face, but I think he's he's terrible on the mic. But in order to elevate him as a white meat baby face, he had to have Brian Dankerson turn to be a hill hill. Yeah. Because fuck, here's, here's, the best thing about a heel is when they say something that's kind of true and yeah. just completely go off on it, which uh, Brian Dankerson does that very well. CM Punk is the same thing. That's why him and the thing with him and Eddie was, I could definitely see the crowd, I think, was behind Eddie for a good part of that. Yeah. You know, it definitely seemed that way. Yeah, because if I was ever in wrestling, well, in life, I always prefer to be the hill. Because if people think that you're a good person, there's too much expectation on that. Whereas if Correct. you're a bagger or a hill, people expect you to do stupid shit or expect you to say outrageous shit. So it gives you more freedom. It's being like a good person or, or projecting yourself as a good person rather 
is such a detriment to a person personal freedom to me. That's true. That's why they always say, don't beat your heroes. Mm-hmm. You'll find a villain. Because I, I really do believe that if we were to meet CM Punk, he'll be an asshole to us. Oh, no. Um, and Hangman Page, I, I don't see what the fascination is with him, but uh, like I said on the mic, he's horrendous. He's like, ah, so everybody wants to talk about, ah, uh, cowboy shit, so I, uh, I'm gonna do cowboy shit. You're gonna do fucking nerd shit, bro, because you're a fucking nerd. He's a dork with his caveman nose. Not a, a dark order. And I don't understand, like, the, the Dark Order at all. So, yeah, it's a whole bunch of jobbers, basically. And, like, he... That's what it feels like. I, I, a lot of them get, get me, like, I like Copacabana, but, yeah, they don't have him doing much on it. He doesn't even fit in with him, honestly. I know. I know. Doesn't make sense. After Brody Lee died, it kind of... Like, cause he was the main guy and then he just had his minions, which made sense. Mm-hmm. But after, after Brody Lee passed, it, it, they didn't really do anything with him. And maybe if Bray Wyatt or Braun Strowman came in and kind of did something with him, I don't know. And is Cocabana, is he cool with, uh, Punk now? Cause I heard, like, them and Punk had some, uh, issues. Well, yeah, they, uh, um, Colt was suing Punk? Yeah. Because they they were they could they were sued by WWE for their podcast. Mm-hmm. By the not by the WWE directly, by the doctor that was there. Um and I think uh the rumor was that Punk said he covered Cabana's legal fees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For it and he and he didn't and Cabana sued him over it. I don't know. Who knows? And that sounds like some shit that a punk would probably do. Because I think they lost that, that lawsuit, didn't they? No, I think they won the lawsuit. Oh, wow. But I don't think, I mean, whereas they don't have to pay anything, but they still have to pay legal fees. Right. Um, I've heard different things of punk because, like, jo- he bought Joey Mercury's house. Really? A4's house, yeah. So, like, there was, I mean, he is, from what I'm, if you're, I think if you're close to him, you're really good with him, and, like, he'll, he'll watch out for you, that kind of shit. He's close to the people he's close with, and that's, that's really kind of it. But if you're not close to him, then fuck you. But, I would assume that him and Coco Bana were tight, though, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, they were really tight. He even referenced Cold in his uh, pipe bomb. Pipe bomb, yeah, yeah. But apparently not tight second, enough. Second City Saints. And uh, ROH. Tag team. Apparently not tight enough to pay those, uh, those legal And seats. he was on, I mean, it was on Cold Podcast, too, The Art of Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's tough as well. What exactly happened there, but hopefully they uh, they all know. Oh, um, 
Did you, uh, one of the releases that, that like, I think we should talk about for a second, uh, in his own little segment, was, uh, the announcer guy who, who got onto a fire, who probably would have kept his job. Which guy? Uh, the Hamilton dude? Craig, Greg Hamilton? Oh, I don't know. So, a rapper, uh, I think it was, uh, one of the dudes from Griselda, uh, West Side Gun, had a song that samples Greg Hamilton's voice without his permission. So, Greg Hamilton found out about it. So then, he goes on Twitter, like he said, I'm, I and the WWE legal team are going to shoot the, shoot the fucking pants off you. How dare you use my voice? Blah, blah, blah. He had a whole tirade about it. And then, like the next day, he got fired. Yeah, he should have shut the fuck up. The crazy part is, were they looking for a reason to fire him? Because why would the WWE not protect Greg Hamilton and go after uh, West Side Gun for using like their employee's voice out their permission, which is probably from some WWE shit? And and like not like fucking West Side Gun is a, is a popular household name rapper. Right. So it was kind of weird that he, he had a tirade. It was kind of weird that he got fired for it. Or I think they're honestly looking at a lot of looking at social media for a lot of people too about getting into into shit. I know one of the guys from Hit Row got into it with the Young Bucks over shoes on Twitter or something. Uh-huh. And I mean, obviously they're they're gone now too. Hit Row was released first with B Fab, then Hit Row. Um, but. I, I think they're looking more at more shit like that, like trying not, like don't be out being stupid on fucking social media, that kind of stuff. Like that can lose your job, obviously. So like they can't even talk to people who work for a fucking AEW. I'm sure they could. I, I don't think they. they I, a lot of them comment back and forth on a um, different AEW wrestler stuff. Because like, why would they get mad if if they, if they're going back and forth about shoes? I don't know, man. Because it's getting their name out there about something that they can't control. Yeah, yeah. Especially if you're attaching your your WWE name to the Twitter handle, which apparently they make them do. Correct. Because I think it was uh, John Morrison's wife who was like, "Yeah, um, my account still say." Something Valkyrie WWE until they let me until they give me my uh, account back. Yep. Yep. Which sounds like something that they would do. It sounds like something any corporation would do, unfortunately. Yep. Yeah. So I have your own personal shit. Have your professional shit. Yeah. Um. Cause I I, I heard that uh, Renee Young, although she doesn't work for them anymore. Uh, she has a private IG account that, uh, I have. yep. Yeah, I read that. And apparently it's super, super private because no one's ever heard of it. Which is good for her. <laughs> yep. Um, and then like, I'm not too surprised by what they're doing with these layoffs because the business is business is business. They will fire anybody at any time. I, I wouldn't be surprised if the fucking Usos got fired. The only people I think are, won't be, they will never be fired 
at this time at least, two people out of everyone. Roman Reigns and Brock. Brock, number one. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. He could go online, have a racist tirade, and he he'll still have a job, I feel like. Yep. On the other hand, you got guys like Ric Flair that are being erased. <laughs> For like the second time, I think he's going to be being erased. And they still got his belts. He gave them, the, he sold them the belts. Oh, he sold them the belt? Oh. That's, that's what, that's what I've read. Like, if they're talking, if he's talking about the belt that he sold Triple H, then Triple H actually gave him money for it. <laughs> like, why would he, why would he give you that back? <laughs> you, you sold it to him. Did you get the money back? I don't know, I, I don't know if yeah, right? I don't know if that's actually what, the, what they're ta- discussing, but th- there was a, a title that he did sell to Triple H. And they have it, you know, on display there at WWE or whatever. But I'm not sure if that's the exact thing he's referencing. But I mean Yeah. I, I mean at that point, like, no, don't no, it was sold. Yeah. You sold it. It's not yours anymore. And I wouldn't be whatever. surprised if you sold it to him because uh I don't think Ric Flair Ric Flair is used to having that persona being a super rich guy all this money, but I think he's and he said that like he's gone broke like seven times. He has gone broke oh, yeah. well, for 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 his seven wives, essentially. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's too outlandish that he um did sell him. But the thing is I'm kinda on Ric Flair's side about him going off on the WWE because they knew about this whole situation 15 years ago. Yeah, a long time ago. They've already gotten past it. They paid her off. Yeah. But so, whatever. That's, that's a whole other thing. For another day. Yep. Alright, we're at around 30 minutes. Probably wrap it up. Alright. So that's, uh, that's going to be it for this episode of Wrestling with Randy. Um, if you do like this ep- yeah, like, I'm doing like an outro like it's on the uh, YouTube show. Yeah. But, um, go ahead and like, subscribe, and if, listen to all the other shows, and, and watch us every week on YouTube. Uh, True Stories Based on Fiction. And like the other shows on the podcast. Too.